if you think about it, if you're pulling things out going, does this work? Nope. Does this work? Nope. You've gone through like 10 decisions before you've even landed on an outfit. And so that's why you have decision fatigue, because that's how you're starting your morning, (laughs) you know? You are more than a lawyer. You are a powerhouse. Welcome to Powerhouse Lawyers. I'm your host, Erin Gurner, a former lawyer, wife, mom, entrepreneur, and coach. And I'm here to show you what's possible. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you guys are here. Y'all, we are talking about something today that I love and I think that we do not talk about enough as female lawyers, and that is our fashion and our style and how we feel every single day when we put on our clothes and walk out either to our job or wherever we're going. Um, I think as busy lawyers and moms who, you know, sometimes we're just freaking trying to make it through the day, right? And it's like, I don't have time to think about fashion or what I'm wearing or like if this matches, hopefully it doesn't have a stain on it. Like, listen, we all have those days. But we also lose sight of what and how important it is to actually put on clothes that fit and that feel good and that make us feel good. It's such a confidence boost to be in clothes that fit and make you feel like a powerhouse. Our next guest is going to share all the deets on how to do that. She is a former lawyer turned fashion stylist, so she knows what it is like to need to look professional, right? To need to look like a lawyer, but not need to look like a boring lawyer or feel boring or have clothes that don't fit us or only feel like we can wear black and gray or pants or suits or whatever. I mean, if you look at my brand, it is splashed pink, but I remember being a young associate and feeling like the only thing I could jazz up on my outfit were my shoes. You should have seen my shoe collection during those younger days. Like it was out. It was out of control, but I felt like that was the only like part of my outfit that I could like jazz up and make my own. So I'm just excited for you guys to hear this episode. It's got amazing energy. You want to go in your closet, clean out all the stuff that is not working. That's what we're all going to want to do after we listen to this, because I know that's what I'm doing. And we're going to actually want to figure out what our style is, what our body shape is, no matter what it is right now, just embracing how we look right now with clothes that fit and feel good. So we can feel good about ourselves. We deserve that. We deserve to feel good and confident every single day and walk into Starbucks and then say, oh my gosh, I love your earrings or I love your sweater. And us be like, thanks. And go to the car and be like, you know what? I am a badass. So that is who you are. And I'm so excited to um, introduce the next guest to you. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hi, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to welcome our next guest. Estelle Winsett is an attorney turned professional stylist for female lawyers, executives, and entrepreneurs. Her mission is to empower women through style so they can show up as their most authentic selves. She helps create their signature style so they can stand out from the crowd in all the right ways. She spends most of her time in her free powerhouse Facebook group, as well as LinkedIn and Instagram. Estelle, welcome to the show. We get to talk about all my fun, all my favorite things, fashion and style and feeling good and all those things. So welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited to be here. Fun. Okay. Well, can you start us at the beginning? Because obviously you did not 
start out as attorney turned fashion stylist. So I would love if you would take our listeners back to the beginning. Why did you go to law school and how has this journey come full circle for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went to law school because my father is a lawyer and I think I declared in fifth grade that I was going to be a lawyer. (laughs) So it kind of runs deep. I have two sisters who are also attorneys and it was just something that I thought I always wanted to do. And in law school, I loved moot court. That was my thing. So I was a litigator, uh, practiced law for about seven years in Memphis, where I'm from and where I still am. And I got to a point where I just got a little disillusioned by it. Uh, I realized that the glory days that my father used to talk about weren't exactly what I was experiencing as a lawyer. And I really loved the work and the intellectual challenge, but I got a little tired of the antagonistic nature of the day-to-day. So I started trying to figure out ways that I could use my degree in a different way. And I was getting ready to have my first child. Well, I was getting ready to get married. I didn't realize I was going to have my first child within 14 months of marriage, <laughs> but <laughs> I did. So. Those things do happen. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. So I was glad that I was actually not practicing law at the time because it was a lot easier transition. But uh, what I ended up doing is I kind of got into this uh, world of career development and professional development for lawyers. And I was a legal recruiter for several years. Then I was the Dean of Career Services at my alma mater, the Memphis Law School. And then I created a department, a professional development department at Big Law, where I helped the attorneys in the firms grow professionally. And within that was a little bit of the marketing and branding yourself. And I think that kind of piqued the interest of how style could be used as a tool to brand yourself. And I really kind of dove into it during the pandemic. You know, I think we were all at home and I was trying to, you know, kind of figure things out and I really fell in love with it. And I had had a background in style in that I had been a cabbie stylist. I don't know if we talked about that. Are you familiar with cabbie? I am familiar with cabbie, but I did not know that you did that because now we share a network marketing background. That's actually how I like I was in a network marketing company as well. And that's how I kind of started learning how to develop my own brand and do all this kind of stuff like personal development and all kinds of things I'd never even like touched in my attorney life. Right, right. So I was a cabbie styles and I really kind of fell into it. I I loved the clothes and then my cabbie stylist moved out of town. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to become a cabbie stylist because I've got to have my cabbie. So that was really my impetus for becoming a cabbie stylist. But really, over time, what I learned was the transformation of style and helping my women attorney friends finally feel good about themselves. And it became this empowerment um, thing. And I, I realized that I was meant to do more of that. And so I kind of after about six years, I started looking at other brands and helping my friends with them. And I sort sort of felt like I was cheating on Cabbie. So I ended up uh, going down this road of profession or uh, personal style certifications because, you know, we're lawyers. We have to go through all the courses and all the trainings and all the certificates, right? So I did that. That's whole, so like, funny. True. Research of that, right? <laughs> like I got to have my badge. Um, but so I did that for a while and then just started doing it on the side and fell in love with it. And realized the transformational nature of it, just seeing women start to feel powerful. And I realized over time, you know, the boys inside me kept saying, I should do this more, I should do this more, and it kind of got louder until it was yelling. <laughs> so clearly I was meant to do this. So I went full-time in my business in August of this year, and I've never looked back. That is incredible. And I resonate so much with your story. And I think that there's so much beauty in just continuing to pivot and just like, okay, like, 
I'm I'm just leaning into what's what's next, right? Like I'm just going to continue to pivot and lean in and like, just look how it comes full circle. I I think that's such a beautiful story. I resonate so much with that. So why is fashion so important, especially for female lawyers? Well, I noticed over time that it can really actually hold people back. And as lawyers, you know, we want to be known for our intelligence and it could be really frustrating if we're not showing up like looking the part. And so opportunities are not coming our way. So I noticed that when I was at the law school, when people would dress for on-campus interviews, you could tell the ones that came in with a powerhouse vibe and giving that confidence. And you could tell the ones that didn't have it. And for me, it's such a quick and easy fix that, you know, that's why I wanted to help women because, you know, unlike going on a diet, you don't have to wait, you know, months before you see results, you, you put on clothes that make you feel powerful. And it's like the Amy Cuddy power pose. It's just an instant transformation. And so I really wanted to help women be able to have this tool in their back pocket. And it was something that just over time became just a great passion of mine. I think that the way you feel every day is greatly impacted by what you have on. It I is. um and I don't, I don't think a lot of people really realize that, or maybe that's not the first thing they think about when they get dressed in the morning. Um, but I think especially as women, and then when we transition into motherhood and we're still powerhouse lawyering and we're doing all the things, what we wear and having to think about that becomes like mental gymnastics, right? Yes. It's like, oh my God, I have nothing in my closet, right? I feel like every woman can resonate with that phrase. I have nothing in my closet. And we stop sometimes taking the time to even determine what our style is or find the clothes that feel right for us. And I think that when we are actually in clothes that fit us, that feel good, that feel part of our personal style, it is literally transformational to how you walk out of your house in the morning. But why, I just, I know I highlighted a few things there, but why do you think attorneys in particular struggle with, or, and maybe even women in, in general struggle with this fashion and confidence piece? Yeah. Well, I think, especially for me, even as a young lawyer, I remember I went with the career service advice to wear the boxy suits in black and gray. And you know, your goal was to blend in or, and not stand out. And that may have served you okay as a new associate when you're, you know, learning the ropes, but as you evolve, your, your style should evolve with you. And I think that, like you said, it's a, a confidence boost. And I've seen it time and time again with my clients. I mean, they're almost giddy. They go from just it, this being such a pain point to sending me text messages, like feeling like a badass and feeling great. And like, you can just see, you can even see it in their faces. I mean, just the smiles, like it's, it's so much more than style. And, um, you know, it's, and people who come to me, there's some people who actually like style, they just don't have time. And, so I, I help a lot of different clients, but but what I see time and time again is just the um, the instant transformation. And like you said, I have one client that was telling me about how her whole family now calls her styled or stylish, and like, like her kids enjoy it. And it's like it's so much more. She went on a date night, and her husband's like looking good, you know, because I helped her with not only her professional look but also some date night looks. And so it becomes one of those things that you didn't know was missing in your life, but once you have it, it's so amazing, and you never want to go back to the old way. So it's kind of, it's, uh, it's sometimes hard to articulate the, um, the benefit, but it's the ripple effect. Once you get up, you feel good, you look good, you get the compliments at the coffee store, you get compliments all the time. That's another thing. I, I, I just didn't even realize before I started selling other women that a lot of women don't have that. They didn't have the natural compliments. And that's just a dopamine hit. You get somewhere and someone says, I love your earrings or 
you, know, you go to a conference and it's a conversation starter. I mean, there's just so many things about it that um, that you don't even realize you're missing, but that can make such a huge difference. It is. It's really such a confidence boost and it's a mindset shift when you feel good. Like when you feel confident, you show up differently yes. in your life. And I just think that's so important, especially even as young lawyers to find your style and find what works for you. So how, Estelle, how do you help lawyers find their style? What are some tips for finding your style? Yeah, it's so fun. So my first step before I ever do any shopping is to create uh, her unique signature style. So everyone's different. We all have different style preferences. We all have different messages we want to send. You know, that's another thing we kind of go through. Yeah, sometimes I've worked with family lawyers and they want to send the message that they're approachable. Other people want to have the hard charging, you know, intimidation. I mean, there's so many different ways that your style can project different emotions in the image you want to send. And so when I'm working with clients on their style blueprint, the first thing I do is help them identify what that style is. And, you know, I think it's important to note that our style evolves over time. Our style likes and dislikes evolve over time. And so sometimes you can put something on that you used to love and then all of a sudden it's just not you anymore. And that's totally okay and, and natural. So I always help women understand that, you know, it's okay. It served its purpose and now it's time for something that you feel really good in now, um, especially as you're evolving, as you get in leadership roles, if you're turning, you know, you just made partner, you don't want to dress like you did when you were an associate. You want to kind of embody that role and style is such a great tool to do that. So um, I think that what I do when I'm working with clients is I help them through Pinterest, which can be really fun. Sometimes people are a little intimidated, but I walk them through it. And so really a tip is to uh, find style inspiration. And really, once you, if you create a board, this is what I help my clients do, and you pin a lot of different images, themes start to arise. And even if you didn't think you had a style, all of a sudden you're like, huh, seems like I kind of like pencil skirts or, I, you know, I guess I need, you know, a brown leather blazer. I didn't realize that until I, saw, I pinned eight of them <laughs> in my board. And so then it becomes fun and you know how Pinterest is, like it builds on itself. And so the algorithm will show you different things and you can kind of get stuck in this vortex. But um, that's what I recommend is find style that you like and figure out what those themes are and start to create it for yourself. And if you can use Pinterest as a tool. You can think of TV characters you like. So many people love, you know, Alicia uh, from The Good Wife or um, Olivia Pope from Scandal. You know, find those visual cues of what you like and then start to see what do you have in your closet that's like it. And if you don't have that, you know, start to look for that when you're shopping instead of going back to old ways. So it's all about changing into your new elevated style. Okay. So that is, I, that's amazing. And I, that all sounds great. So what about the woman who is like, oh my gosh, like I just pinned all of these amazing things on Pinterest. And now I feel like I have to completely overhaul my wardrobe. I've got to go shopping and I have to drop all this money. What, what do we say to that woman when you're like, that's not necessarily true, right? Because you just mentioned before that you probably were going to segue there that you've got things in your closet that are actually can work for you now. So how do you answer that question? Yeah, definitely uh, baby step it <laughs> because it can be a very overwhelming task. Um, and if you don't have me as an expert or someone ha helping you, you can still do it yourself. It's just do it in a um, kind of methodical and um, baby steps sort of way. So one thing I always recommend is to do a closet cleanse. And um, I've taken people through that. I've had challenges and I actually think I might be doing one in January. I've got to 
Uh, I've got something. Burning. I need to join. I need to join <laughs> the closet cleanse. Okay. So you just go ahead and put my email down on your closet cleanse list okay. because as you're talking, I'm like, this girl needs to cleanse. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and I've done this challenge for a number of years and my, you know, people come and do it again and again, because really I think you should cleanse your closet at least twice a year. And so I have a whole process that I walk people through where it's just step by step. It's, it's like you spend 10 minutes a day for five days getting your closet ready to really do the cleanse. And then it's so much easier. Um, but you need to get rid of those items that don't fit your body <laughs> that, um, you no longer feel good in and that, uh, don't fit your new style. And so I kind of help you through figuring out how to do that. But that's the first step is just to get rid of everything that's not working. And as women, I think one of the biggest challenges is getting rid of those clothes that don't fit anymore. And I know I've been there. I've struggled with that myself, but when you're trying to get dressed in the morning and you're wading through clothes that don't fit, and you pick up five different garments and they're too small, that's depressing. And no one wants to start their day like that. So get it out of there. And, you know, if you're on a diet and you're like, yeah, it's going to fit soon. Great. Put it in a box, store it under the bed. You can always pull it out later. But in the morning, the last thing you need is to have a bunch of clothes mocking you because they don't fit. <laughs> so that's my number one tip about closet clothes. Um, Gosh, that is such a great piece of advice, Estelle. That is such a great piece of advice. I mean, yeah. I don't even think about that, but it, it really, that is depressing. It is. It is. And the other thing too, is when you have a bunch of clothes in your closet that don't work for you for a variety of reasons, if you think about it, if you're pulling things out going, does this work? Nope. Does this work? Nope. You've gone through like 10 decisions before you've even landed on an outfit. And so that's why you have decision fatigue because that's how you're starting your morning, you know? And so this is going to help you reduce decision fatigue and actually be able to use your mind on work and have style not be something that is taking up all this mental energy. Gosh, that is really such great advice. I mean, I'm even just thinking about that for me. It is decision fatigue because I will stand in there and it is that concept again of like, I don't have anything to wear, which you actually do. You just have a lot of things in your closet right now that are not working for you and you have to make the intentional time to clear them. I mean, it's just like clearing anything else, like your garage, your car, your anything else. You have to clean your closet out to actually have the mental space to see what you have. Yeah. And I'm then you doing can organize this. It. I'm so glad we're having this. Yeah. I am so glad that we are having this conversation. I am like, I need to follow the fashion stylist advice right now. This is great. <laughs> well, and now you're making me even sure that, yes, I need to go ahead and do this again. Because I usually offer it in January. So it's done. You maybe decide I'm doing it. It's a free challenge. I will give you all the information because we need this, right? And you need... I like doing it with a group of other women who are in there doing it at the same time. You know, it's like you cheer each other on and there's a whole synergy and you can laugh at the random stuff you find in your closet. It's always, that's the best. It's people are like, yeah, I really needed this, like the dazzled sweatshirt from, you know, 1990. <laughs> Why is this still in my closet? You know, so it's really fun when you get another, a bunch of women doing it with you. That is fun. That Well, count me in. Count me in. <laughs> Absolutely. So let me ask you this question because I know, like you just said, like different clothes work for different times. You have different body shapes at different times. So talk to me because I know that there are probably women listening to this and be like, I don't feel my best right now. Like I, I don't feel my best. I don't look my best. Like I know I've got to like get this situation in order. What is, what do you say to that woman who just is not feeling awesome, is not feeling confident? How can she still utilize fashion even when she's not feeling her best to give her some confidence? You know, when you are not feeling your best, the best way to feel confident is to dress in a way that makes you feel good about yourself, to dress in clothes that fit your body now. Um, often when you feel frumpy, it's because you're wearing something that was meant for a different body shape. And so, you know, it's, it's pooching where it shouldn't be pooching or it's like fluffing and not looking good. And so 
it seems counterintuitive to buy clothes to fit your body now when you're trying to lose weight or you don't feel good about yourself. But it's actually the opposite because when you buy things, you don't have to break the bank. Go find something that is within your budget. But when you buy clothes that are for your silhouette, you look smaller, you look better, and you feel better, which is going to prompt you to want to stay on a health regime if that's your mission. You know, so it's like the style itself is what's going to make you feel better when you're wearing the right pieces. And so that's why when I'm working with clients, we help you figure out your body shape and how to dress it the colors that are best for you, and then your style preference. And so like those all kind of make up your your visual roadmap of where you're going. And so I would just recommend, I would just, I would urge you if this is you and you're struggling with not feeling good about your body, first of all, every woman does. <laughs> so this is not a, you know, a lone thing. But but when you do feel amazing in what you're wearing, even if you're, you're at a larger size, it makes a huge difference. I mean, I've personally gone through the ups and downs in my whole weight. And I have found a way to make myself feel stylish from anywhere from a size 12 to a size six. So it can happen. It's just a matter of just putting it down as a priority. Because if you don't, what you end up doing is putting yourself in style purgatory, which means that you don't allow yourself nice things. And then you're wearing things that are pinching at the waist because they're too small, or you're hiding in overstuffed or oversized clothes that make you feel bad because you look shapeless. And that's just going to make it, that's only going to make the problem worse. That makes sense. It does. It almost seems like it's additionally shaming yourself. Yes. And we don't even know we're doing it. And then, you know, the other shame that I think we do as women is, you know, we we put all our focus on our kids or we, you know, we want to spend money on them or we want to, you know, spend on our family, but we need to spend money on ourselves because you know what, that taking care of yourself is going to help you take care of your family. And it's not selfish. And just the ripple effect that we talked about earlier of how it improves your life, how it improves your family's life. It's actually the most selfless thing you can do. Gosh, I totally agree. So what are some shopping tips that you can offer us, um, the viewers or the listeners rather? What What are some of your shopping tips that you're top five maybe? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, my first tip is to always have a list when you go shopping, because otherwise you're going to do like what you do when you go to the grocery store without a list. You're going to buy a bunch of stuff you don't need, and it's going to end up sitting in their closet and adding more space. So you want to be intentional. Uh, don't shop a sale unless it's on your list. It's great when you can find things on your list, but don't buy something just because it's on sale because you think you should, or that, you know, it's actually saving you money. If it's not something that you would have bought without it being on sale, then you shouldn't get it. So that's, that's a big tip on sales. And I know right now with all this after Christmas sales, there's so many of those. Um, and I think a sale is wonderful and I love a sale, but just make sure it's something that you need. So the shopping list, um, one thing that we do in the closet cleanse is once you clean out your closet, then you can actually take an inventory of what you have. Then, it, and you, cause you're organizing it, you know, you're putting your blazers together, your tops together. So you can really get a vantage point of everything you have. The way, the way you can make your shopping list is of the gaps. You know, if you realize that you have, you know, a ton of blazers, but no tops, well, you need some tops, you know? And, and the thing is we tend to buy things that we love. And so, I mean, I can raise my hand. I used to have, you know, 12 identical black blouses cause I liked black <laughs> blouses, you know, it's like, well, you know, if you don't have a, you know, kind of a, like the horse with the rudders of knowing what you need to get, then you're going to just go back to everything you like. And then it's going to have too much of one thing and not enough of the other. So the shopping list really is an intentional list of those gaps in your wardrobe. Um, another one would be to understand your body shape, because once you know which silhouettes are going to be most flattering, then when you're shopping, you can narrow the filter and you know, okay, that style doesn't look good on me. So that cuts out like, 20 of the 100 black skirts that are available and you just start narrowing down and down and down and then it becomes a lot easier to shop. 
Those are such great tips. I'm, I mean, I'm like over here, I'm so excited for the <laughs> listeners to hear this. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, this is going to transform everybody's wardrobe. Yeah. It's so important to feel confident in your clothes. And I remember being a young attorney and feeling like I had to like look frumpy. Like I yes. felt like the only thing I could jazz up were my shoes. Do you remember that? Like yes. I felt like the only thing I could wear was like a fun heel or something because I had to wear these boring black suits. And part of my whole thing now with building my brand and powerhouse lawyers, I'm like, I'm bringing pink back to the law. Oh my gosh. We need more pink. We need more pink. I mean, that's why I do a legally blonde segment at the end of this, because I'm like, you know what? Elle Woods actually was on to something. She stayed true to herself the entire time. And look how that turned out for her. I mean, and and I think Kind of to, to piggyback on that, I think that when we embrace our femininity with our style, that's when we start feeling authentic. Because if you're trying to dress like a man or dress in a way that doesn't bring out who you truly are, that's when you don't feel good in your style. And so I think that femininity and power are not mutually exclusive. In fact, it's really a superpower when a woman dresses in a feminine way, in a way that lights her heart up, because then she's able to go out and just do great things in the world. Absolutely. So how do you see impacting attorneys with fashion in 2024? Where is Estelle going in this massive new year? And what does she want to, how does she want to bring attorneys in fashion together? Yeah, I really want to empower all women to feel amazing in their skin so that they're, they're no longer putting any mental energy into what to wear. And they know exactly what they're doing because really once, you know, and I want women to help other women. And that's really, it's about women empowering women and, and the whole uh, rising tides lift all ships. And so for me, I think it's like a style revolution. We can go out there and just accomplish a lot, right? We're looking good. And then the ripple effect. <laughs> so a long-winded answer, but I think it really is about just, um, and, and I think it's also showing other women the way, like showing the women lawyers behind us. You don't have to dress in uh, black and gray and giving them permission and showing them the path of embracing their individuality. And, and really, you know, you can do that in a way that still looks professional and, um, can, can still work in a law firm environment. So that's another thing that I'm passionate about is helping women understand there are brands that you've never even heard of that are fun and can appeal to you, but you can still look like a lawyer and not look like you're, you know, trying too hard or that you're trying to dress like your teenage daughter. So it's really about just finding those, right? Uh, What works for you. Oh my gosh. We're so blessed to have you as a resource. Everybody needs to go out and follow (laughs) Estelle for all of their fashion tips. So what are your two favorite fashion items? What are your two favorite fashion go-to items? What are Estelle's? Like, what are you known for? Well, uh, well, I would say in my signature style, I'm known for statement earrings because I love big earrings. That's a big thing for me and a fun way to infuse your personality. And I would say the other one, I don't have it on me right now because I need my readers. Thank you know, thankfully for getting older, these are my readers. But these are not the fun ones. But I would say my um, signature style item are um, my glasses, and I love a cat eye, a little bit blinged out pair of glasses, and I get a new pair every year. And it's funny because it really actually goes back to a time in my life when I realized the power of style is when I got glasses. And have I told you that story? No, I was actually going, that was going to be one of my next questions. So tell us. (laughs) Sorry. Just what I was going to tell you about that is um, in law school, obviously we do a lot of reading. I've never had a problem with my eyesight. And then I realized a few years in that I needed glasses. 
And so I got glasses. But what I didn't expect was walking into the law firm setting and all of a sudden the way the partners were treating me was completely elevated. It was like I had this gravitas that I didn't have before. And I had a baby face. And so I looked young. But adding those glasses and changing nothing else about my style automatically increased my credibility and I could see it in clients' eyes. And so it's one of those things where I was like, this is a this is a big thing. It, it impacts how others perceive you and how you perceive yourself. So that's what I love to do is have fun with my signature style glasses. That is so fun. And I love that that, it, that was your introduction of knowing that there is a power with what you have on and how you show up with what you have on. I mean, even as a baby lawyer, you probably had no idea how in the world those glasses and figuring out that that was a power move, how that was going to come full circle all these years later to you empowering other lawyers to, you know, put on their best power suit and just absolutely kill it. I am so excited to share these tips with my listeners. How can people find you, Estelle? How can they work with you? Yeah. So um, I've got a website, which I can give you, but it's just my name. It's just EstelleWinsett.com. On there, if you wanted to book a call to talk with me about how I can help you, there's a link on there. And then I also have been in LinkedIn a lot more, which is so fun. So I have a LinkedIn and I have a free uh, Facebook group where I'm sharing style tips daily. So um, any or all of those are ways to find me. Amazing. Well, everybody go out and follow Estelle for all the fashion tips. She's now doing her, she's going to do her closet clean out. So we're going to all be part of that. So everybody powerhouses unite. We're going to, we're going to all clean out our closet in the new year. And we're going to feel so refreshed about getting all the old out and bringing all the new in. I love it. So I actually didn't prep you for this question. So <laughs> this will be really fun. So I, but you're a good sport. Um, so at the end of every podcast, I do a Legally Blonde segment. And it's basically us just sharing something fun and silly that we need to laugh at ourselves about. I mean, all the listeners have heard about how I've like ran over my mailbox. I've fallen down. I mean, just like funny. It can be mom life. It can be work life. It can be anything. So I would love if you would share a fun Legally Blonde moment with us. Oh my gosh. I have so many. I'm like, where do I start? Um, I think most of them are just from my kids constantly making fun of me. Um, you know, they think I'm old. My my oldest son regularly refers to me as middle age. I'm just trying to think of, or if I try to come up with a um, <laughs> whatever is a current thing, they laugh at me. I'm, of course, I'm sitting here trying to think of a specific example. Um, I think just embracing being, and now I just, I'm like, yep, I'm old. But I used to get like really offended by it. Now it's just um, kind of fun to mess with them. Oh, yes. We've become the most uncool. We know <laughs> nothing. Like I was having this conversation earlier today too. I'm like, I'm just not cool. I mean, really, I feel like I, I don't know <laughs> I if totally. you've seen, but I know that I'm cool. That's the thing. Like the people that really know me know that I'm cool. Same with you, Estelle. Like, I know you're cool. Like we would be cool and have fun and hang out together. But Absolutely. I'm telling you, I, there is a funny like reel going around on Instagram and it's the mom in the car with the kid and like nineties, 2000 rap music comes on and the mom like starts rapping <laughs> and the kid is like, yes. looks like what in the hell are you doing? That, if that, that sums up my life. I feel like that probably sums <laughs> up yours too. Well, that, and I guess of course it just made me think of an example yesterday when my child came in horrified that I was belting um, Kelly Clarkson on my Peloton run as loud as I possibly could. And he had a friend over. So maybe that like ranks up there, me yelling my power songs by Kelly Clarkson on the treadmill. She's the first American Idol. They weren't even alive right? for that. I mean, I mean come, come on. on. <laughs> come on. Oh How could you brand with that and not belt it out? <laughs> 
Come on. Oh my God. I love it. This was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this. Everyone go follow Estelle. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening into the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcasts. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you left a review. And because I know you are the type of woman who wants to see other women win, be sure to share this episode with someone who needs it. By sharing it, you are empowering a fellow sister in the law to know that she is not alone, that there is nothing wrong with her, and that she can build a life and career that she loves. Thank you. See you next week. Hey, Powerhouse. As a dedicated listener to this podcast, I have curated a special place just for you. It's called the Powerhouse Lawyers Facebook group. You can head on over to the show notes, click on the link and join our community. This Facebook group is for listeners of the show, attorneys, no matter where you are in your practice, maybe you're a law student, or maybe you're just someone fascinated by the legal profession. This Facebook group is for you. This is a community that is going to engage in discussions on episodes. You'll get special exclusives. There's valuable networking opportunities. I'll be providing some educational content. And above all, you'll get a strong, supportive community and support system. So click on the link in the show notes below to join the Powerhouse Lawyers Facebook community where community, knowledge, passion, and collaboration thrive. Again, head on over to the show notes to click on the link to join the Facebook group for the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Thanks so much. See you guys there.